Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday, the first show of 2022. And boy, do we got a big one lined up for you to get the new year started as 2022 underway. And uh, we will be different than how we've ended 2021. Much different. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the pipes are back. Yeah, a little bit. We'll see how they work. <laughs> well, it's, it's been a while, huh? Start drinking some warm tea, buddy. Yeah, well, I had a coffee this morning. There you go. That'll help out. Uh, but uh, welcome back, my friend. It's great to have you back and great to be back. As, uh, on a long hiatus, we went uh, from uh, Thanksgiving uh, through the uh, holiday season. And, of course, Christmas and New Year's both falling on Saturdays. So... Uh, we weren't even able to get back then, and uh, here we are to start off 2022, and there you are, my friend, sitting next to me, and I'm so glad. Well, I missed you. I was listening when you were uh, putting it all together, and you've been a rock through it as best you can, <laughs> managing uh, regular life and life here and picking up football season for me, and, uh, you know, it's 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 been a, a long, a long road. Uh, since that first week of football season when we were on our way to the game and ended up in uh, the accident that uh, put us out of commission. But, uh, you know, I broke my hip, my pelvis, and I know uh, there was some consternation from listeners about what was going on and, uh, uh, you know, about the games and uh, our our roster, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it was kind of unwarranted I guess a lot of it people just needed to uh, be a little understanding there was no way for me to get anywhere there was no um, way for anybody 21 days uh, between a hospital and a rehab hospital uh, learning how to walk on my right leg uh, there was no way I was getting into any broadcast booths it was uh, bittersweet coming back this week and calling some Pottsville games with JP it was the first time JP and I were together since uh, the Nativity State Championship basketball game uh, in the summer and the spring, uh, I work with Dell or, or you or Jay-Z. Yep. Um, John takes the spring off to, to recharge at his advanced age. Uh, I'm sure he's listening <laughs> and appreciates that. Uh, but he'll tell you, you know, sometimes. But that was the first time we were together uh, since March. Or I guess that was when uh, the state championship game was with Nativity. And, uh, you know, we... We, meaning the Pottsville Broadcasting Company, we're, we're trying to figure out moving forward and, and bringing everybody the games. And I know there were some people uh, taking it back, I guess. It might be the best way I could put it. But uh, they really have to understand that, um, you know, crisis mode and, and, and you rely on the people in the roster that you have here. And everybody did an admirable job trying to get it all together and keep it together and get through the best way that we could. Um, there, there, there weren't exactly those people that were crowing, stepping up to say they wanted to help either. <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't want to go on a tirade and stuff like that. But no, not it, your it, first it, week it, back. It, 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 it just upset me a little bit that people, you know, the, the way they conducted themselves in response to what was going on here wasn't fair. And it, it was my hip. That, that created it. It was it was a car accident that created this. Um, life turned upside down for all of us, including me. And uh, it, it's it was nice to to cane my way down the steps 
and uh, get down here this morning and, and be on the air and to, to get into gyms and athletic directors have been so accommodating. Uh, going back into Mort's Hall on Thursday night, Eric Rissmiller, welcome home, Chaz. Um, that mean, it means a lot. It meant a lot the, from Dr. Widmeyer at Geisinger, who put the, the screws and plates in my hip, uh, to the rehab people at uh, Encompass, Geisinger Encompass in Danville, uh, to get me back up and, and moving. And I, I, like I said, you know, I was a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest for, <laughs> for three months, and I was hell-bent to win. And right now, I'm winning the game, and, uh, you know, I still have a long road to go, but... Um, I'm back and it feels great. And I got to thank the listeners and the sponsors and everybody who was behind me. The Tidmore family uh, has been fantastic. Um, you know, I, I, they're, they're they're my family now. You know, they're they're part of my family. My family has been incredible. My friends, you uh, have been a rock for me. Oh, You've been there for on. me. Um, you took me out spotting deer. You got me out of the house <laughs> finally. Um, you know. Your wife, all, all the, the friends and, and, and listeners and who, who've asked, uh, you know, how I am, how Joey is, how Chuck is. I, I got to see Chuck for the first time since he walked out of the hospital August 29th. Um, the other night, I went down to North Schuylkill. His daughter was playing for Blue Mountain, and I went down to see Chuck. Joey has been at my house two, three times a week through this ordeal, um, you know. Terry Bensinger, he checks in with me all the time. Terry, we're repping it, baby. And uh, I'm glad Maddie's doing okay. I mean, yeah. Maddie and I are kindred spirits now. And at some point, we're going to get together with our uh, bum legs. And, uh, you know, I mean, walking and, and whatnot. And, you know, I said, you know, I know we normally don't uh, play music uh, as part of this. I mean, we did have a light night. Two girls games were played last night. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to go through and a lot to uh, get through to, to win this race. And um, there was a song that I caught through all this that uh, kind of made a soundtrack and, and kind of got me geared up and moving. And, you know, folks, take a look at what's important and, and through loss, through, you know, everything, um, you know, lock the door, call your family, call your loved ones, um, you know, wear your seatbelts. That's important. That kind of saved the three of our lives um, at this point. And, uh, and I know I promised uh, the Highway Safety Network, or you know, that I that I would uh, become a spokesperson. The folks at Phoenix who, who continue to get me moving today. I mean, I did aquatic therapy, and I know I talked about this at the games, at the Pottsville location. They have it at Phoenix, and uh, you know that helped to uh, get me up and, and moving around on both they, feet. They got you re recharge or recovered, recharged, and rising. Well, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm rising. Um, I am recharged. But there was a song that uh, kind of made sense to me through all this and it was playing in the back of my head and you know when you're down just give this a listen think about it
got to get up man yeah and you got to keep moving you know that's just the way it goes so, i mean jay bear was kind of laughing at me well not laughing at me but talking about the 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 amount of uh weight that i've lost and you know that kind of stuff and it's all part of the process and um you know i couldn't get to the fridge for four months <laughs> 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 but uh you know just I, I i think after day two of you being at the house margaret threw the bell out the window right <laughs> she didn't even get me one because she knew that i'd be ringing the damn thing but no she was uh she's phenomenal and i wouldn't be uh where i'm at right now if it wasn't for her and uh my kids and you and uh the tidmores and joey just keeping me positive through the whole thing and that's just it you got to maintain a sense of positivity and uh and, and, a, and a good outlook because uh you know it's easy to fall. 
It's easy. It's um, the easy way. It's yeah. the easy way. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, if anybody ever says you work at failure, they're, they're lying. You don't work at failure. You uh, fall to failure. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you're in a, in a situation of when you're down, it's, it's so much easier to go down than up. Well, I want to thank you, man, Yay. for being there to, to pick me up and, and keep me on the straight and narrow. And, <laughs> uh, you know, even though you were getting uh, upset with me there during games, at times when I tune in and try and help you out and explain. No, I wasn't. Things. Yes, you were. I heard how frustrated you were with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, Doc, let's start transacting business. There were two games played last night, and yeah. one of which I saw some of. Uh, Monoy area girls uh, took it to Shenandoah Valley. A uh, bit of a homecoming to the gym in Monoy City last night for uh, Laura Bisco, the Shenandoah Valley new head coach, as uh, she went in and um, well, she got beat by her old team, 45-20. And Northumberland Christian, I had an opportunity to see them yeah. uh, on, uh, on the tube. Uh, they played Mount Carmel in the early season, and Mount Carmel beat them. Last night, they bested Nativity's Golden Girls, and we'll talk to Scott Forney this morning, 57-18. little tune-up for the state tournament. Last year, uh, Nativity seems to run into Nori Christian in that state tournament, and uh, we'll talk to uh, Scott Forney about that. Now, the uh, weather cleared. The sun is shining. I know you can't see it. I know it was cold. Ooh, it was bitter this morning. Oh, yeah, it was bitter this I morning. I mind the cold, but... Uh, I was... Uh, I was out with the, the, the pup this morning, and uh, we turned around and started to walk back home in the wind. And I was like, "Woo!" Uh, mm-hmm. The other, it wasn't as bad as the other day, but uh, yeah, it was cold this morning. But uh, when you talk about that Nori Christian, I wonder, do they still have those twin towers? Yes, or they do. Seniors? No, they're, yeah, they're, they're still there. They're just they're bombs still last there. year, and uh, you know. They, they had trouble. Mount Carmel did a nice job with them. Mount Carmel's a sizable team. That's going to be interesting to see when the state tournament rolls around and AA gets moving to see exactly uh, how that all shakes up. I mean, Mount Carmel is the defending state champion in girls 2A basketball. And, yep. uh, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. It's nice to be uh, back and talking about our local high school athletes and, uh, you know, getting the show back moving and well, we're the prelude to the oldie show. So, but anyway, a large uh, slate today. Uh, I have things. I have some updates from last night. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me give you some mood music. Yeah. Here. This is called the Birdcage. Birdland. Birdland. Maynard Ferguson. Yeah. It's kind of kind of like catchy. Yes, you know? sir. I never knew the name of it uh, for many years, but uh, then I had to go to that chair. You know where I, I found I this? No. My son plays this on his trumpet. Oh, really? Yeah. So Allison Babinski uh, last night and Hannah Kane uh, paced the uh, Lady Bears. Babinski scores 16 in the first as uh, the Bears jump out to a 31-8 lead. She had 13, including three of her four three-pointers during the uh, game opening 19-4 run. Kane added 10 on a night for Mono Area. Faith Gotchel and Hannah D'Angelo paced the Blue Debs with six apiece. You look at it when you break down some numbers a little bit. Uh, uh, Ava Menvier uh, had four last night. Gotchel had six last night. Uh, D'Angelo had that six. And Lobotsky uh, was 0 for 2 from the stripe last night. Eight. Uh, shots from uh, the field, uh, four or six from the charity stripe for their 20 for the Lady Devils. Uh, Fetko, she gets three last night for the Lady Bears. Babinski's with her 18. Kane with her 10. Uh, Keysock with six last night. 
and uh, Moss getting eight last night. Uh, so that's uh, for the Lady Bears, 19 from the field, two or three from the stripe, and 45 total points overall last night for those Lady Bears! The Super Duper Lady Bears! <laughs> On your mark! Set! <laughs> Madison Sorry. Kramer uh, dumped in seven points last night for uh, Nativity. Uh, Riley Cinco had five for the Golden Girls. And, uh, well, Northumberland uh, Christians, Emily Garvin. I remember the Garvin. It was the Garvin. Garvin Ulmer show, I think I was calling it last year, uh, because uh, the two tall twins uh, up front, they were uh, the Ulmer well, girls. Well, Ulmer had 10. The other yeah. was limited to five for uh, Nori Christian last night. So a nice job defensively there by the uh, Golden Girls. But Garvin, man, she dumps in 34 last night, Chaz. Yeah. That's a, that's a, the killer right there. And uh, Treese with four last night and Hostetter with uh, two last night. And... Uh, the Golden Girls on the season uh, are three and five. Uh, the Lady Bears, I forgot to look at that, uh, were four and three, and Shenandoah Valley three and seven. But the big thing is the Lady Bears are three and zero oh in league play. We'll go over and look at that sports card right now here. Well, today non-league boys basketball, twelve thirty, Blue Mountains at Conrad Weiser. Couple of games postponed: Kutztown at Panther Valley and Marionette Roberto Clemente Charter. 5.30 tonight on the boys' side of thing. Minersville is at Shenandoah Valley. North Schuylkill's at Tri-Valley at 7.30. Also 7.30, Lords at Lewisburg. And Williams Valley at Northern Lebanon. Schuylkill League girls tilt tonight, Edward? Yeah, Schuylkill Haven will be at Weatherly at 6 o'clock. Then uh, the rest of the non-girls uh, basketball. A varsity-only match for Minersville at uh, Jim Thorpe at noon. Also varsity-only. Oh, that is going to be postponed. The postponement Panther Valley at Kutztown. Executive Education Charter will go into Shenandoah Valley at 1.30 this afternoon. Afternoon and Potts will travel up 81 to Hazleton at 1.30. Minersville over to Jim Thorpe at 1.30. And uh, Line Mountain is at Tri-Valley at one and a half hours. Uh, North Schuylkill at uh, Whitehall at 5 o'clock tonight. Um, Williams Valley at Halifax at 7.30. Brandywine Heights at Marion postponed. They will uh, announce that at a later time. We got some grapplers uh, hitting the mat. Charles? Yes, sir. Jim Thorpe. Is at the Indian Duels at Lee Heighton, along with Lee Heighton. That started at 8 o'clock this morning, just underway. North Schuylkill and Tri-Valley are at Line Mountain Duels. Also, Mono Area is at the mats at the Mecca with Pottsville. That's a 9 o'clock start. 9 o'clock, Upper Dauphin at the Dutchman Duels in Anvil. Pine Grove is at the Raider Duels at Twin Valley. 9.30, Tamaqua to Hawk Mountain Duels. That's at Hamburg. And Blue Mountain at Southern Columbia Scuffle at 10. And one non-league swim meet today, Edward. Yep, Salisbury is going to take on Tamaqua in the uh, pool at 10 a.m. this morning. So there you go. You're uh, refreshed and uh, ready to go for the day. Go ahead, my friend. We can look at that Schuylkill League, see how everything's shaping up here as uh, we are about, uh, what, halfway through league play? Or, or... Uh, almost. Almost. I think this week will be uh, the, the halfway, halfway point. Yeah. But right now, boys basketball rankings, Division One, Pottsville atop the leaderboard at 4-0 and in the league, 5-3 and overall. Blue Mountain just behind, 6-2 and overall, 3-1 and in the league. Jim Thorpe is 2-1 and in league play, 5-3 and overall. Then you have North Schuylkill, 3-5. and Two and two in the league. Pine Grove's at five and five, two and two in the league. Tamak was two and two in the league, four and five overall. 
Panther Valley is still searching for their first league victory in three attempts. They're three and four. And Lee Heighton is two and nine overall, 0 oh and four in league play. Yeah, Division Two. Tri Valley is out on top, two and zero oh in the division, seven and one overall. Then it's Lords behind them at one and zero, oh, five and one in the uh, overall record. Then Schuylkillhaven, three and seven overall, two and one in league play. Minersville. They're searching for their first win, both uh, out of the league and in the league. They're at 0-6, along with Williams Valley, who's still searching for that first win, um, non-league and league play at 0-6 and 0-2. Division 3? Nativity leads the way. They're 6-1, 3-0 in the division, followed by Shenandoah Valley at 8-2. They're 2-1. Marion's 5-2, 1-1 in the league. And Mono Area, 1-6 is 0-2. Weatherly also 0-2 in league play at 1-5 overall. To the girls' side of things, Edward, get that uh, jazzy music cued back up there. i get a different one. How's that? I like that. In Schuylkill League Girls Basketball Division 1, Jim Thorpe leads the way at 6-0 overall and 3-0 in the league. Well, it's actually tied at the top, and uh, I think these two match up here uh, not too long It'll from now. It'll be a T-102. Yeah, it is a T-102 game. Uh, North Schuylkill is at 6-1 overall, 3-0 in uh, league play. Then you have Blue Mountain at 8-2 and 2-1 and in the league. Uh, Lee Heighton 4-2 and 2-1 and and in the league. Pine Grove is uh, evened up uh, overall at 4-4, 1-2 four and four, one and two in the league. Pontel 3-2 and 1-2 and and in the league. Tamaqua searching for their first league victory. They do have three on the season and four losses overall. And Panther Valley still at 0-3, oh 1-5, 0-0. Oh Division 2. Clark Romberger's Tri-Valley Lady Bulldogs on top. 8-1 overall, 3-0 in league play, followed by Williams Valley at 3-3. They're 1-0 in the league. Followed then by Minersville. They're 1-1 one one in Division 2. They're 1-3 overall. Lords is 5-2, but still looking for their first league win at 0-1. And Schuylkill Haven is 2-4 and 0-3 and and overall. In Division 3, uh, Eric Moucheron has his Golden Bears. Lady Bears at 3-3, three 2-0 three, oh in league play. On his heels, though, is um, Scott Forney at 2-1, 3-4 and and in league play with his Golden Girls. Then uh, Marion is 5-3, and 1-1 one and one overall. Shenandoah Valley 3-6, and 1-2 in the league. And Weatherly at uh, 500 in non-league play at 3-3, 0-2 three and three, oh and in Schuylkill League Division 3 action. Well, that's what it looks like. How about we take a break, Doctor? And when we come back, we're going to dial up Scott Forney, the head coach of the Golden Girls, our first guest of 2022. Yeah, how about Sports it? Saturday. Does he get a special Seiko watch? Special? Yeah, for being the first guest of 2022. If you're footing the bill. <laughs> All right, my friend. We'll be back on Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 105.9 FM. Don't forget the WPPA app. Yeah, and don't forget the podcast. We are one. Uh, all you got to do is check us out on our host site, anchor.fm. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, also Google Podcasts. We're on uh, Spotify. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. With the new WPPARadio.com, you don't have to miss out on our local sports broadcasts. If you missed the game, it's okay. If you want to go back to relive the thrill of victory or agony of defeat, don't fret, as we've got you covered. Log on to WPPARadio.com and click the Sports tab. Under the broadcast schedule, click Baseball and Softball Coverage, and the player will appear. All you have to do is click Play or select the game you want to hear from the list. It's that easy. You can even download the game to save and listen to later. The all-new WPPARadio.com, making life simple one click at a time. It's been a trying year for parents. 
They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, the 317,000 high school student athletes in Pennsylvania have one last request. Please set an example. Disorderly fan conduct at high school athletic events is on the rise. It increasingly involves parents. There's no question that parents are passionate. There's no question they care about their children. But at a time when we're all wound a little more tightly than usual, it's worth remembering this about Pennsylvania high school sports. Always be a good example. Stop unruly fan behavior before it starts. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. My dad is a hero. He goes into burning buildings. He finds people inside who need to be saved. Then he helps them get out, even when he can't breathe or see, even when he's a little scared. My dad is a firefighter. He does great things. And the best thing he can do is come home. U.S. Fire Administration, a part of FEMA, reminds you to protect the heroes who protect our lives. Have a smoke alarm on every floor. Test it monthly. Replace the battery yearly. Do your part to get out before firefighters have to come in. The fact is, 60% of all fire deaths occur in a home without a working smoke alarm. The good news is, that's a fact that can change. For more information, visit the U.S. Fire Administration at www. USFA.fema.gov. Working for a fire safe America. WPPA's coverage of Philadelphia Eagles football continues this Saturday. It's a primetime matchup as the playoff bound birds welcome their old nemesis, the Dallas Cowboys, to Lincoln Financial Field to wrap up the regular season. Kickoff is set for 8:15 Saturday night in South Philly. The birds and the boys this Saturday evening on your home for Philadelphia Eagles football. WPPA AM 1360 and WPPA 106 FM. Well, geez, the Eagles on at uh, tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, Against the men on your shirt. Yeah, the Cowboys, huh? How about it? But, uh, you know, a legendary coach, Ooh. unlike the two coaches uh, for those teams, uh, joining us on the program. <laughs> Scott Forney, the head coach of the Nativity Golden Girls, our first guest of 2022. And, Scott, they told me I can't give you a special edition Seiko this morning unless I was putting a bill in. Well, I didn't work in quite a few weeks. So you're in trouble, buddy. That's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> Good morning, sir. And thank you for being the first guest on Sports Saturday here in 2022. Well, th- thank you for having me. And uh, welcome back. Hey, thanks. <laughs> you know, it was nice to see you in my injury. And your uh, wife makes a mean pasta. You didn't have anything to do with it. So, although no, you try to take credit. the only thing I had to do with it is the taste testing. And as you can see by my physical features, uh, she's a very good cook. Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, you know, for, for a man coming into this season, because that's when we spoke was before the season, you kind of were scratching your head a little bit, concerned about a little bit of the injury bug to your team, but it seems like that's all worked out. Tough one last night, but boy, the girls seem to be coming together. Yeah, well, uh, yes, last night was the only the second game that we had 
our full our full roster, where we were actually dealing with illnesses and injuries. You know, one ACL tear. Uh, Cammy was out for a game with uh, strep throat, um, and then I had a girl out with mono, which I didn't think that disease was around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like it was. It's been tough, and like you said, uh, I'm hoping we're we're going to get get things rolling. You know, and January is the right month to do so. <laughs> well, Scott, you know, it, I, it, I was talking to Chaz yesterday, and I said, you know, Scott Forney. I said, uh, remember last year we had him on the program. He had to go through like Murderer's Row with the last three or four games, and there we were, you know, covering him uh, in the playoffs against Nori Christian, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, something like. With today's society or, or today's uh, going on, uh, it's tough to get your rhythm. It's tough to get everything under pace and, and get things rolling right away. Uh, absolutely. And like, like last year was a lot different where when we finally did get to practice, we're preparing for like four teams right in a row because with the pandemic and being shut down at first, now it's getting these young kids acclimated, you know, with varsity playing time and, you know, you know, we're, we're still we're sticking strictly to the fundamentals right now, where you know these young kids have to you know get to get going and get used to that varsity level. And we, we just played Nori Christian last, and they, they returned almost everybody from last year, and they're the ones that knocked us out, and they were a very good team. And we, you know, after the first quarter, we held them to five and a half minutes scoreless, but we didn't score. We shot I think nine percent for the for the game. And it was four percent until one of our freshmen hit, hit a basket at the, at the buzzer at the fourth quarter. So it was just one of those shooting nights where nothing was really falling for us. Yeah, and, that, and that's tough when that happens. But uh, you know, you got a young lady who uh, I mean, I think is there for her seventh year as a senior. Uh, I think she's <laughs> in the master's program or something up there. But Cami Abdo, she's really been the heart and soul of this team for the last two seasons. Yeah, she's actually postdoctorate. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and like before she got uh, sick, she actually got the flu and strep throat, and uh, I, I had to sit her. I, I told her to stay home during the Tamaqua game, and she at one point she was averaging twenty one point seven rebounds and about five blocks, and she's a five five point guard, you know. And you know, and the team goes as she goes, and but she also knows she can't do that without her other teammates as well, and. You know, I put her up as one of the top guards in the league, offense and defense. You know, Scott, you were a little uh, nervous coming into the year. Madison Kramer, you know, was questionable. <laughs> she was the one that you spoke about with the uh, ACL tear a little bit in the off season, but it seems like she's back and working her way through that and contributing right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think when I was sitting in your living room, I said, we're probably not going to see her until February at best. And she worked her tail off on her own. And when she went to see her surgeon, the surprise of us all, except for her because of how hard she worked, she, you know, she was clear. So that's seven months post ACL tear. And you don't see that much uh, like that. And, you know, and she's mad at me right now because I have it on her minute restraint, uh, restraints because of. You know, yeah, she's fully cleared, but she's not in basketball shape yet. So, like, I'm giving her four minutes at a time, and she's yelling at me on the bench in the fourth quarter to put her in. I'm like, relax, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get you back in there. But that's the type of competitor she is. And you know, she was getting to the foul line. She was the one keeping it close in the first half for us because our, her teammates were finding her open underneath the basket, and there she is, five seven four, going against those six three twins of Nori Christian, <laughs> and you know, getting them in foul trouble, getting to the foul line. 
You Scott, know, you know, how important is it to, to talk to these girls, you know what I mean, and tell them, you know, and like, listen, hey, we've just got to, you know, qualify for the next season. I mean, in regular season, you don't have to have the the, the best record in the league or anything. You've just got to qualify and lock yourself <laughs> in a District 11 play and everything resets, and that's where you're usually money. Yeah, and I actually had that talk to him at halftime at the end of the game last night. I'm like, listen, I'm like, if we start bringing this together and, you know, now's the time to start rolling – Put yourself in position to make the playoffs, and we, we we can make the noise if we want to. And it's up to them if they want to do that. And you're you're absolutely right. And you know, obviously, Marion, you know, uh, they got some uh, let's just say new new players that they found from Wyoming Valley West and other areas of the country and state, <laughs> which is it's questionable. But I can't say anything. But you know, but I, I you know. If we start coming together, I'll put my team against anybody in Class A. You know, Scott, you lost a, a heavy burden to graduation, a big contributors. But there's two girls back this year that I remember from last year that gave you some quality time in Kalen Quick and Grace Brennan. Um, they're back. They're contributing this year. What do you look for out of those two guys? Well, like with with, uh, with uh, Quick, you know, her, her and Mo as freshmen, they saw quality time when we got shut down when we were making that state run. And she was coming off the bench, and last year was the first year starting. And um, I had a talk with her like she has a bigger role now because you know with Sam and Caitlin Zimitowski graduating, and she's really coming up like she's coming into her own. Uh, I think it was uh, against Southern Columbia. You know, there's another team that's undefeated that has about six foot six three across the board that we faced second game of the season. You know, she put up 21 points against them because Cammy was in foul trouble, and you know. And we tell her, she seems to wait until Cammy's getting a break or in foul trouble to start scoring. I'm like, you don't have to wait for that. You know, you, you can do that on your own when she's on the floor, too, you know. And that's just a little bit of uh, growing pains, but she's really coming to her own. Grace, she actually gives Cammy uh, a break when she's on the floor because she could also handle the ball and we can move Cammy to shooting guard, which helps us even more on the offense end. You know, this week coming up, Scott, pretty uh, tumultuous schedule over the next two weeks, actually. Tuesday night, you have Marion Catholic coming into Lawton's Hill. Then you travel to Minersville on Friday, Saturday, a non-league game with Muhlenberg, Monday, a non-league game with Northwest, and then next Tuesday, Lords comes into town. Now, a couple of uh, rivalry games in these two weeks. How do you get prepared for that? Uh, well, it's like I actually gave them today off, and I was gonna bring them in tomorrow, but with the weather coming in, so I, I, I we're gonna have, probably have a little like uh, virtual meeting sometime this weekend, and then kids ball rolling. We like with them, it's just one practice at a time, one game at a time. Like you said, we have Marion coming up, and then like you said, all those games, and after Lords, we travel down to Executive Education Charter. So it, it's uh, uh, it's Murderers Row coming up for us right now, and usually January is that month where. You really know what type of team you actually have. You know, do we fold the tent or do we just keep punching away, you know? You know, you, you, you just uh, i made a weird face when you said virtual meeting. Two years ago, if you were standing here in the studio and I said to you, hey, Scott, what are you going to cover in your virtual meeting this week? You would have <laughs> looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> I know. It, it's crazy, but, like, it's also – it's actually a, another tool that's in our belt that we could utilize. Like, you know, obviously with PIAA, we can't, you know, um, meet – seven days in a row and like you know there's times where i give them a wednesday off like right in the middle of the week and we'll come in on a sunday which is good but like other times where we do a quick virtual meet where we can watch game film together but it's not in person <laughs> you know and it's a great tool but like you said 
if you would have said virtual meeting to me two years ago, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> are we FaceTiming each other or what? <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden it has become, you know, a very uh, big part of life. And, and it has become, a, as you said, a big tool for a lot of people. And, I mean, if you're on that cutting edge and you have that, I mean, that's something that you could use to your advantage. Absolutely. And, like, I'm sure you guys know, like, what a lot of coaches use now is uh, Huddle, which is what we upload our game film with and scout film where I could hold a, we hold virtual meetings and I'm running the huddle app through the, through the computer and we're watching game film and I could like edit it and stuff like that. And it's just, just something like you can really utilize during the season. Scott, you talked about a freshman stepping up. So who are some of those surprises this year to the Golden Girl roster? Well, we, we, we have, like you already mentioned, Grace Brennan. We have Hannah Zimorowski, um And then we have Reagan Bennett, who's a sophomore. Um, Riley Cinco was a sophomore who's starting for us right now. Um, she, she was surprised. It, it was a battle. Like, I, I told the girls, you know, with Mo being out at the beginning of the season, I said, there's three spots here. Whoever wants them, go grab them. They're up for your grabs. And, like, they've been fighting each practice. And it, it, it's been tough. Um, we also have a senior who took last year off with Olivia Rue, who sees a lot of good minutes, who's given us good minutes in the forward position as well. Scott, you mean how how uh, does that affect your practice and your games overall when you have a, a roster spot open or or two or three of them and say, hey, listen, you got to go out and battle for it? Do they have to battle every game for it? Uh, every practice, like I tell them, like the uh, only spot is permanent. It, it can be taken at any time. And there's girls that you know they take the opportunity where we always say, you know, make each other better. Like when you're playing defense with the uh, against a teammate. Make them feel uncomfortable, and it makes you better, but also makes your teammates better. Some girls, you know, they they thrive on that. Other girls, they're shy away because they're teammates. So, like, you kind of have to actually push some of the others more than the more than others. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's funny that you bring that uh, part into it because I remember a few years ago uh, somebody talking to me, uh, a, a wise old uh, older uh, broadcast partner by the name of John. Uh, huh. Powers, and he says, you know, this team is good, but they're just too nice. And I, I was yeah. like, what are you talking about, John? He's like, they're just too nice to one another. And then it goes out onto the floor where there are a bunch of nice kids, and they're not aggressive enough. Right. And uh, there, I sometimes find myself saying, like, they're knocking each other on the ground, and they're they're stopping play to help them up. I'm like, uh, you wait till the whistle blows, then you help the teammate up or your opponent up, but. You know, don't you worry about them. They're, they're big girls. They could get up on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's a that's a thing that a coach has to look at and say, hey, listen, we're, we're, we're playing too nice. You know, I mean, we've got to be a little bit more aggressive. We've got to change our style a little bit. Uh, absolutely. And, like, there, there's some tricks that I learned from uh, another old wise man, my father, where, like, <laughs> especially in the post play, like, where you, you can get some uh, – be physical down there without getting caught, if you know what I mean. And those are some of the tricks that, you know, I try to teach those players. I'm like, listen, don't worry about getting called for fouls. Like, if you play this way, you won't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the old uh, trick in the uh, game of football where we match up the color tape on our hands with the uh, color of the opponent's jersey? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You <laughs> can't, can't see the holding. <laughs> so Marion comes to town, you get a little gold or uh, blue out, right? <laughs> I, I want to go that far. I can't wear those colors. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, we want to thank you for coming on the program this morning and joining us and talking Golden Girls basketball. And 
Just keep doing what you're doing, man. You know how it works. Once we get to that second season, all bets are off, right? That's right, and I greatly appreciate you having me. And once again, glad to see you back in your old uh, holding spot there. Glad to see you up and moving. Uh, it's great to be up and moving and great to be seen, to be quite honest with you. And, uh, you know, like I said, you just got to get up and keep moving, buddy. That's the way it rolls. That's right. Just keep moving forward. Thank you, Scott, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, throughout the uh, season here on uh, the Pozzo Broadcasting Company. Thank you, sir. There you have it, Doc. Scott Forney joining us this morning. We're going to switch gears, head to the boys' side of things. Jake Wartella, the head coach of the Crimson Tide, coming to us from a special location this morning. Oh, wow. We'll talk to Jake around the horn here on AM 1360, 106 FM. Don't forget the WPPA app. Yeah, and the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and our host site, Anchor.fm. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. WPPA's Polka Time, Sundays, 1 till 3 p.m. Hi, Paul Congress inviting you to tune in to the widest variety of the newest and best polkas here on WPPA. So set your dial to 1360 WPPA, 106 FM, or on the web, WPPARadio.com. Let's make it a date. There are no words to describe it. The isolation, the boredom, the loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. Queens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Week 18 of the NFL regular season. 18? I thought there was only 17 weeks of the regular uh, season. Yeah, it is 17 weeks. Yes. Yeah, 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 17. Week 17. I was thinking 18 holes like the, yeah. you know. Well, you know, I think it's all the Barbasol you're smelling. <laughs> yep, yep, because we've got Jake Wartell this morning, and who said coaches don't have to look good? Uh-huh. Good morning, Coach. How's things this morning? Good morning, guys. Happy to be here. Freshly shaved up, uh... And, yeah. and shaped up, but uh, your Crimson Tide Ball Club uh, shaping things up in the top of the division uh, once again, Jake, and uh, starting to play well. Yeah, um, I talked to Leroy after the game the other night for Republican. I said the same thing. I really think our team's coming along right now. We're starting to click, not just in games, but even at practice. They're a fun team to be around. They, they practice hard. They play hard. They're coachable kids. Um, we have a great senior class who are being leaders. But we also have a bunch of young kids who are getting the chance to step up, and it's just it's just fun to watch. 
Well, Jake, let's talk about that senior group as uh, five of them start. Jace Carabell, Snowell leading the way. And uh, you have Darren Yost, who I think is probably the most unheralded player uh, in the Schuylkill League. You also have Mike Sakina working his way through. Uh, Rafe DeCello and uh, the cast of characters there. And uh, they're kids that have seen the floor an awful lot for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, for sure. The fifth one is Chase Fensemacher. And there are five seniors. And as I told the team, I told them, I'm going to ride those kids all year, and uh, we're going to go as far as they take us. Um, they are leaders. You mentioned a few names, Jace, Darren, Rafe, Mike. They have seen a lot of experience over the last couple of years. They played in some big games. They won some. They lost some. But uh, ultimately, they have so much experience, and it's like having you know extra coaches on the floor, which, which is a huge help. You know, Jake, let's talk about Jace. Last night, or Thursday night, rather, pours in 31 points. Now, that's the first time in a long time a Crimson Tide player has scored over 30. And uh, it was his career high. And uh, what the approach Thursday was so different from the approach Monday. Monday night, they were throwing bombs up in Lansford. Now, on Thursday, it seems like you guys were committed to driving the paint and playing a strong post game. Yeah, um... We're, we're diverse. I mean, we could go inside, outside, and we keep preaching. Shots aren't going to fall every night. So we, we preach, you know, getting the ball in the paint. And Jace, his game, he was unbelievable. He had that look in his eyes, and he made the comment. He felt like he couldn't be stopped. And uh, we all believed him. We, when, he, when he's playing that hard on both ends, good things are going to happen. And he ended up with over 30 points, and he probably could have been there a couple other times. Um, but he's just starting to get – he's getting his legs back a little bit. He's starting to convert some plays in the paint that he hasn't earlier. And, again, we keep telling him when he plays hard on both ends, good things happen and we're usually a better team. And the other night he played hard, kids fed off his energy, and everything seemed to click. You know, uh, Chaz touched on it a little bit, Jake, about the play of uh, Mr. Yost and uh, and how he's probably the unheralded uh, hero uh, of the Schuylkill League. But, you know, he may not be the biggest guy out there on the floor, but he's not afraid to muck it up with the big guys. No, it's always good to have a point guard like that who's maybe not the biggest and probably going to be, in fact, probably the shortest kid in the court most times, but he has the biggest heart. Um, he's a leader. He, he's fearless. He, again, he's one of the coaches on the floor for us. There's times where we look at him and say, hey, what, what play do we want to call? And he, he, could, he could pick it out. Um, he knows when guys like Jason Rafe or Mike are having a good game and he knows how to distribute the ball. He's, he's a great shooter. He gets to the paint and could finish with the, with the big bodies. But his, his best attribute is just he's a competitor. He wants to win, and he wants, uh, he wants the team to win. So he doesn't care about getting his points. He just wants – he wants our team to be the best they could be. And, again, having a point guard like that, a senior point guard who's experienced, usually makes my job a lot easier. You know, it's interesting you talk about the offensive exploits of Darren. But um, i got to be honest with you. Between he, Rafe, and Chase, their ability to play defense and to shut guards down, you can interchange the three of them and not lose a beat on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and... I know I know we've been talking about offense most of the show. We you know, watching Pottsville for years, we pride ourselves on playing defense. And you just mentioned the three names, Darren, Rafe, and Chase. They are like gnats out there. They people do not like playing against them. Um, I wouldn't like to play against them. 
And again, it's just it's fun to watch those kids play. Our, you mentioned Rafe. He covers the other team's best player every night. And they could be 6'5", they could be 5'11". Um, Rafe finds a way to match up with them just because he, he, he takes pride in taking the best player out of the game. And again, as I mentioned, Jace on offense and playing hard, we usually thrive off when, when Rafe's playing good defense. So you mentioned those three names, and rightfully so, because they – that's why we're starting to click a little bit because those three are providing energy during games and at practice to help our, our team get better. Jake, uh, before the break and before Chaz came back, I had the opportunity to get things uh, started off on the Crimson Tide coverage. And uh, one of the games uh, we did were the, uh, when Blue Mountain came to town, a physical Physical, physical ball game in the first half. Probably over, uh, I believe, uh, between both teams, over 20 um, uh, fouls in that first half. Uh, you had a few kids uh, with two or three going into the halftime locker room. A whole total different game when you just came out in the second half. What do you tell your kids when that uh, aggressive defense uh, starts to uh, rack up the uh, personal fouls? Uh, what do you tell them, and, and how do you change the, the, the switch? Yes, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Blue Mountain. That, that game seems like it was so long ago. But, uh, yeah, we it's going to happen. We're going to have nights where our kids, we play so aggressive that we tend to get, we pick up fouls. And we don't think all the fouls we get are necessarily bad ones because, again, we tell our kids to be aggressive. Now, the good thing is we have some kids off our bench who we could fill in. And say, say Ray for Chase or Darren pick up a couple fouls, uh, cheap ones in the first half, we we have some we have some other pieces we could add in, and we feel like right now these kids are starting to step up. That we don't really skip a beat when we when we bring our starters off the floor. You know, so it's interesting. We, you go we pride ourselves on physical play, mm-hmm. and especially against Lamal. And I told the team that night, it's never going to be easy against them. It's going to be sloppy, ugly, physical game. So we got to find a way to win those type of games when shots aren't falling, when we're when we're fouling teams, and uh, we just we pride ourselves on winning ugly at times. You know, it's interesting you bring that up about players coming off the bench. The last two games have been uh, pretty neat to watch, I guess is the best way to put it, Jake. Between Latrell Montone, uh, Nick Shavinsky, Ryland Matlock, uh, T.J. Allen, Amari Bainbridge, you're getting contributions from that second wave of five that I don't know that anybody anticipated to happen so quickly. But to see those five on the floor at any time and mixed in with the starter here and there, specifically the last two games, they stepped up. I mean, in each of those games, everybody scored. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned all five of their names because as I as I keep saying, we I feel like we're clicking and it's just a fun team to watch. Our kids don't mind getting subbed out and watching a Latrell Montone or Amari Bambridge come in. And our, our team thrives off it, actually, because it's fun to see it. And as coaches, we kind of just sat there laughing and said, wow, our team is really starting to come together right now, and it's just fun to watch us play. Um, those names you mentioned, uh, Nick Shavinsky and Ryan Malak are usually our first two off the bench. The other night, we were struggling to score. Ryland hit a huge three to end the first quarter for us. Yep. All right, got the kids off the seats. We were pumped. We ended up having the lead after our first quarter because Ryland made some hustle plays and then ends up getting a three-pointer for us. So there's going to be nights. They're high school kids. We're going to have our off nights where starters aren't playing good, but it's just it's a great security blanket knowing that we have kids that come off the bench that can provide energy for us. You know, you guys talked about that aggressive style of defense, and here's a number JP threw out in the Pine Grove game, and I'm not sure if it was after the game or in the middle of the game. But you guys have forced 
60 turnovers at one point, and you've scored 60 points from those turnovers. That's a one-for-one swap. That's pretty impressive when you break it down and look at it. Yeah, for sure. And we probably feel like we should be forced some more turnovers, which is why you see our coaches get worked up sometimes. We just feel like we, we could take teams out of what they want to do when we play the right way. But when we hear numbers like that after the game, we, we usually we feel pretty good about ourselves because we know our kids are doing the right things. We're in passing lanes. Deflections lead to steals. Then we, we're, we're fast breaking a little bit more, which we like to see. We're stealing a lot of buckets on the other end. So we keep telling our kids we want to play fast, but we want to play disciplined under control as well. Well, Jake, I thought I heard some buzzing earlier. Where are you at this morning? I am at the best barber shop in the town of Pottsville, uh, Ray Mitzke's Barber Shop. Getting a quick haircut. Life as a coach, it's we're busy, so you got to find times like this to get it in. <laughs> Indeed, and you want to look good for Monday night, I guess, right? Yep, big game Monday against Lee Heighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to enjoy our weekend, watch a little film, and just keep taking it one day at a time. Well, Jake, we want to thank you for dropping in this morning from the barber chair. I can't wait to look and see. Hopefully you don't get nicked. If you do, I'm going to make fun of you Monday night when we're at Lee Heighton, if that's okay. I mean, Sounds good. I'm sure you're going to make fun of me anyway. But uh, <laughs> I do you, not. you got to watch Ray. He's a hacker, uh, so he might hack uh, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that is not true. That yeah, is know, not true. We know Ray's a hacker at the local golf course around here, too. So. <laughs> I heard he started a landscaping business to repair all the greens he's wrecked. Right, <laughs> <laughs> But hey, thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a great morning and I'll roll tide. All right, Jake. I'll see you Monday. Thanks. See ya. Bye. There you have it, Doctor. How time flies when you're back in the saddle. It does. It it flew right by. But uh, week 17 of the NFL season Mm -hmm. underway tonight. Uh, We'll have Eagles football on for you. This is the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese, reminding you to tune in to Sports Saturday before the Eagles get underway. Well, the Eagles are getting underway. 8-15 kickoff between the Birds and the Boys. Both of them playoff bound. A meaningless yeah. game. A meaningless game, which means we probably won't see most of Dallas because they were oft injured during the season. Saturday morning, all these show with Joe Oliver. I think there's 12 out. with the vid uh, on the Eagles. I think I heard Joe clearing his pipe, so we need to hustle. Oh, yeah. he, he cleared his pipes and tightened up the belt. Tightened up the belt. Yep, he's ready to go out there. Well, Doc, we'll be back next Saturday for another edition of Sports Saturday. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me back. Oh, hey, you're you're welcome control back the show. You could have nixed me. No, no, we no. We could have no. had Bernie. No, no, no. There's nothing better than 9 to 10 on a Saturday morning spending a time with a friend. Monday, Tide Travel to Lee Heighton, Thursday night. We'll be back. Nope. Jim Thorpe at Mark's Hall. You will be back in action with T102 Sports on Thursday. Tamaqua, you will be at Blue Mountain for Tamaqua at Blue Mountain on T102. We'll see how all that shakes up. But thanks for tuning in to Sports Saturday this morning. It's damn good to be back here on WPPA Pottsville. Translator W290. DP Pottsville, CBS News, followed by the Saturday Morning Oldie Show is coming up around the corner right here on WPPA Pottsville.